You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Welcome to Voice Junkie. finals round one day one of the nba playoffs it's the best time of the year or one of the best times of the year for sports uh lovers like myself i'm more of an nba guy i like to put nba one and i put the nfl 1a it's just how i grew up i mean that's just the way i like to enjoy my sports but we had some very interesting games yesterday uh starting with the nets against the 76ers so first of all one thing about the quarterfinals that a lot of people don't like, typically the um, you know number one seed or the top seeds, they feast on these lower seeds. And usually they make for a quick series. However, in this case yesterday, uh, well, at least for game one or the time being, there was some fight between the lower seeds. So, for instance, the Brooklyn Nets, the number six seed in the Eastern Conference, went against the 76ers in the third seed. The interesting fact is about that series or this game, as far as the indications of what we can expect in the series going forward, potentially, is that the Brooklyn Nets are a lot better than a lot of people thought, including myself. Now, I will say this. I have been watching them throughout the year. I've caught occasional game here and there because I can get I get the channel that um, plays their games. But they're very scrappy. They play really hard, and they, they, they just... Basically, you know, outplayed the 76ers. They just wanted the game more. But I will say this. They are a perfect matchup for 76ers because they have youth and they have length. So the length, as far as the perimeter is concerned, uh, playing small ball against the 76ers really worked in this game. Uh, D'Angelo Russell was great in the second half. He wasn't so good in the first half, but he was great. And that's just... Let's just give D'Angelo Russell his flowers for a change. I know he was the butt of all the jokes on the internet because they called him a snitch and all this other stuff because he leaked a video with Swaggy P talking to some other chick or whatever it was when he was in a relationship with Iggy Azalea. This is how Russell's legend began. And, you know, he got traded, shipped off from L.A. off into the Brooklyn Nets. And now he is the star of the Brooklyn Nets, an all-star, of the Brooklyn Nets, and he's leading his team into the playoffs with a game one victory over one of the top seeds of the Eastern Conference. I mean, if that ain't a, a comeback story, I don't know what is. But anyway, back to the you know matter at hand here. The 76ers have some really, really big issues. Not just with this game, not just with this series or what this series can be. They just have big issues in general going forward in their future. I'm just going to straight up say it. I don't think Ben Simmons is the guy. I don't think he's the guy to lead this team. We all know, first and foremost, that Joe Kim, or Joe Kim, Jesus, not Joe Kim, Joel Embiid is the, the, the leader of this team. This, this is his team. This is his city. The city takes to him. They, the city loves Embiid, and as they should. The guy's you know immensely talented when he's healthy. Right now, he's not... 100%. He 
he's balanced soreness in his knee um which isn't always good i mean you can think of so many big guys who had soreness in their knees or knee problems in general like i can think of andrew bynum off the top of my head so hopefully he can kind of pull through it but this is going to be a huge problem for the 76ers going forward in the playoffs if they get past the nets so Embiid's going to be hampered throughout. That's not really good for them um, in their quest and trying to get to the NBA Finals. So, number one, Brooklyn Nets are a good matchup of the 76ers. I, I think the 76ers, like I said when I was trying to lead into, is I don't see that fight. I don't see that heart and that will to win and take over games from Ben Simmons. This is why I said I think they need to move on with Ben Simmons, from Ben Simmons, once his contract comes up, once he gets out of his rookie deal. And, you know, his value is still very high. And I would definitely use Ben Simmons as a trading piece to get somebody else or get prospects or to get, uh, you know, maybe picks. Because, yes, he's a young player. Yes, he he's an all-star. Yes, all these other things. But I can see a lot of Andrew Wiggins in him immensely talented but just doesn't have that will he doesn't take control of games as we think he should and he's just I don't I don't know if this is something that Philly is gonna you know first of all knowing Philly and those fans they're not gonna take kind to Ben Simmons showing up short in the postseason every year they're just not and you know I'm not gonna give all the issues to him but they have really, really bad issues when it comes to shooting. Their shooting is atrocious. I mean, they're just relying on an aging J.J. Redick. Yes, Redick is a great shooter, but he's aging and he's very limited. you got to run him around constantly just to get him an open look. And, you know, again, he is aging. So they're actually missing shooting. The Tobias Harris trade is kind of a wash because... I don't know, man. Tobias Harris, since he's been in Philly, I haven't really seen a spark. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a game where I'm like, there he is. That guy right there, that's the future. I haven't seen that. To me, Tobias Harris is just another guy, I, honestly. And I, if I'm the leader of the front office for the 76ers, I'm definitely considering a lot of things. Number one being keeping Jimmy Butler. Like, I, he fits that city. I mean, if you guys, if anyone listening here or anybody who is watching the game can see, and if they haven't seen before, he captivated and grabbed the attention of that crowd because Jimmy is gritty, man. I know I'm a Chicago Bulls fan, so I watched a lot of Jimmy's uh, golden years in Chicago. You know, I, it hurt my heart when they traded him away, when the Gar. Uh, Foreman and John Pack, Gar Packs, let's just call them that, when they traded him off. Uh, it, it, it hurt, it hurt, you know, it hurt, it hurt because Jimmy, I watched him come up, I watched him work hard into the player that he is, into the all star that he is. And he's still a tough player, man. He embodies everything Philly is all about, and that's grittiness, toughness, heart, will. That's Jimmy Butler. I think they have to bring Jimmy Butler back. That's number one. Number two, they just like, you know, I don't know. I don't feel anything about Tobias Harris. He could be a trading block or you just let him walk. I'm not sure what his contract is. I think he's actually up um, for a new contract after this season. I'm not bringing him back. 
I'm not because he's gonna you know he's gonna demand a bunch of money, and I don't think he's really worth that money. I don't think he is a player that separates himself from the rest of the pack. He just doesn't, in my opinion. So I think that's a player you have to have walk. And number two, like I said, entertain trading Ben Simmons because he's gonna give you. I just have a sense that he's gonna just give Philly fans a world of hurt in the next coming years, be just because of desire and will. He, he just doesn't have it yet. And I don't know if he can develop that. I don't know if that's something that you can just develop as a player. You either got it or you don't got it. And right now, it appears to me, you know, what, season three in the playoffs, that he just doesn't have it. So we'll see. I'm hoping that I'm wrong about Ben Simmons. But I think that's someone that they have to entertain seriously in the future of trading. But anyway... Let's get past the Nets and 76ers. I mean, this Nets and 76ers, I think, is going to be a really good series. I don't think that it's far-fetched that the Nets can probably get past the 76ers with the Embiid injury, with the uh, lack of shooting. You know, the Nets really got a shot here. But, you know, I I will still lean slightly towards the 76ers trying to figure this thing out and getting past this series. But it's only game one, guys. It's only game one. Magic and Raptors. Magic's... You know, they, they shocked the Raptors at home. I mean, DJ Augustine played out of his mind for the Orlando Magic. He hit this big three-pointer to put them up 104-101 at the end of the game. And, I mean, it was pretty much the game-winning shot. And they just played out of their minds that game. And I think they just kind of caught the Raptors sleeping. I think that was more aberration. I don't think the Magic are really that good. I don't think they're really that formidable. I think that the Raptors will figure it out. And, and, and take control of the, of the series in the next game. So I'm not really concerned about that. Not a lot to unpack there. Moving on. Let's get to the Clippers, Warriors, Clippers, Warriors. Warriors beat the Clippers 121-104. That really didn't surprise anybody. Steph Curry was ridiculous. I mean, he scored 38 points. He had double digits and in, in, in rebounds. He was taking charges. See, that's the type of will and heart that you want from your, your, your leading player the star of your team, you want that type of effort. That's the type of effort that you want from a Ben Simmons if you're a Philadelphia 76ers fan. That's something I don't see from him. I mean, Steph Curry's making over $200 million. He has a $200 million contract, and he's taking charges in the paint. Like, that's what you want from your star players. That's something that that has to be conveyed to the rest of the guys on the bench, the 6th, the 7th, the 8th guy. And Steph Curry really, really played up. And I don't think he gets enough credit for the little things he does on the court. He's very good at that stuff. And, you know, that just was a full display yesterday in game one. So that didn't surprise anybody. Um, I will say this, though, as far as the Warriors is concerned, or as far as a concern for the Warriors going forward as the playoffs begin to unfold, is Kevin Durant's temper. He, he got to get it together, man. You getting Pat Beverly into your head, getting Patrick Beverly into your head is just not smart, Kevin. You are arguably the best player in the league, at least 1A to LeBron's 1, if people still have LeBron as the top guy. I don't think he is anymore, but that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother podcast. But anyway, he is the best player on the court. Yes, Steph had a great game, but let's, let's make no mistake about it. Kevin Durant is the best player on that court right now, as far as the Warriors and Clippers is concerned. But the fact of the matter is, the playoffs only allow you to have seven technical fouls. 
until they issue you a suspension, a one-game suspension. So it's going to be very interesting to see how Kevin keeps his head on his shoulders and not be so hot-tempered, so thin-skinned that he can be. I mean, we all know how thin-skinned Kevin Durant is. I mean, the guy had burner accounts on Twitter because he just can't help himself. He can't stay within himself. He always has to uh, be on the attack. He always has to respond. He always has to feel like he needs to say, I don't know. The guy is, it's just what, I guess that's what keeps him going. Like every player has their own little thing that keeps them motivated. I guess with Kevin Durant, he needs to be in the mix. You know, whether he's talking to some nobody on Twitter or whether he's, you know, getting ejected from a game because he let a, you know, 6-1 point guard get in his head. So that's going to be a concern as, you know, moving forward. Like, these playoffs are, you know, are going to be long. And if Kevin Durant is using up technical fouls before these playoffs actually become meaningful, then that's a problem. But other than that, Steph brought him home, 121-104. Nobody expected anything differently. Um, actually, it would be interesting to see if the Warriors can sweep this series and um, get ready for the second round. But on to the Spurs and Nuggets. Spurs beat the Nuggets 101-96. I mean, nobody's really, you know, should be surprised. The Spurs are still coached by, you know, top three coach in the NBA. I mean, if you want to be conservative, top five coach in the NBA and one of the greatest of all time and Greg Popovich. So you know the Spurs are always going to compete no matter who's on the court, even if you haven't even heard of half of the guys, which seems to always be the case with the San Antonio Spurs. But they win. They uh, This guy now, uh, I can't remember his name, but uh, uh, White, he is good, man. He's a, he's a stud. He's defensively, you know, one of, one of the better defenders in the league, and he's got some scoring going down. So Pop might have something with this dude, White. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, the Nuggets is the number two seed, but they're not really a true number two. They kind of snuck in into that position because of how the games ended up at the end of the year uh, shaping out because the Western Conference is so tight together. So them getting the number two spot slipped the Houston Rockets down to the number four spot. When, you know, let's be honest, Houston Rockets is a better team than the Nuggets, in my opinion. But, hey, man. Shout out to the Nuggets. I mean, this is the first time they've been in the playoffs for, what, several years. I mean, but I, I would not be surprised if the Spurs win this series because the Spurs are deep. They play more, you know, as a team ball because, you know, but it, although they have DeRozan and they have Aldridge, they do play good team ball. And the Nuggets, I just, I don't trust them. You you can't convince me that a team is, is – um, super formidable or a team I, I don't want to pretend like I'm going to be scared of a team that I can't really name anybody on the team except for Jokic and Jokic is the guy he's the engine that that keeps this whole thing going and if Jokic gets his then you know you can kind of or I, what I would do is I'll let Jokic get his but I'm shutting everybody else down so maybe you know that's something that Popovich looks down the road to I don't know but that's going to be an interesting series because the Spurs could win that. Regardless of them being slotted as the seventh seed, they could win that series. Very realistically win that. So um, other than that, yeah, those was a game one 
quarterfinals games for Saturday. I think it was very interesting to see. Sometimes it's great to, you know, to, to get different outcomes that you weren't expecting. And that's what happened, you know, with those game one victories from the Nets and from the Magic. So this, you know, that leads us into the day with the Pacers up against the Celtics. That's the first game of today. And then, you know, you have the Thunder and Trailblazers. Then you have the Jazz and the Rockets. Uh, that's going to be the late, late game. And then you're going to have the Pistons against the Bucks. So as far as the Pistons is concerned, you know, Blake Griffin is extremely doubtful. Um, if Blake Griffin isn't playing, the Bucks should steamroll the Pistons if Blake Griffin is going to be hobbling throughout that series. But uh, Celtics, uh, you know, the Pacers, Pacers play really tough. They kind of have that same greediness to them like the Nets do. And they always play the Celtics very well. They match up very well against the Celtics. So that's going to be a tough series for the Celtics. But the, uh, saying that, the Eastern Conference is wide open. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics figure out their issues and still make it to the Conference Finals or even the uh, uh, NBA Finals altogether. And I, I think that the, the Warriors on the Western Conference side aren't invincible. This is probably the most vulnerable they've been all year. And especially with Kevin Durant's ongoing technical foul issue, it might bite them in the rear end you know, as they start to advance deeper into the playoffs. So I think all together, the NBA playoffs is going to be very interesting this year because I just I just have a feeling that we're going to be all surprised to see who ultimately represents the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. I would not at all be surprised if those teams aren't the Bucks or isn't uh, the uh, Golden State Warriors. I would not be surprised if those two teams, being the top seeds, don't represent each conference. I would not be surprised. Going to continue on with the surprise uh, resignation of Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson was the player, uh, director of player and basketball operations for the Los Angeles Lakers. He, on a whim a few days ago, or several, say, several days ago, decided to just say, eh, I don't want to do this anymore. So he walked away from the job, unbeknownst to Jeannie Buss, the owner, and all the other personnel and executive people that make decisions. And, you know, he went on this long 30-minute, 40-minute explanation of why he wanted to, you know, go back to his normal life of just being Magic Johnson. And no one can blame him because the Los Angeles Lakers is a complete and utter disaster. It's not very, it's not ran very well. It hasn't been run very well. There's six straight seasons without a playoff appearance. And, you know, Magic Johnson just seen the writing on the wall. He said, look, man, it's time for me to split. I'm not going to sit here and argue with Jeannie Buss about wanting to get rid of Luke Walton and get rid of Rod Palenka, uh, the other, you know, the guy that was um, also uh, attached to him by the hip as far as making decisions uh, for acquisition. So he was just like, you know, uh, I'm out. I'm not interested in this anymore. I'm Magic Johnson, man. I don't have to put up with all this crap. And I don't blame him, you know. Um, it wasn't the most professional way to leave, but there was a lot of things I feel happened behind the scenes in order for him to make the kind of decision he made that was just so abrupt. You know, they had like a three-hour discussion um, meeting over the last weekend, and, you know, he had a meeting that really nobody knew what came out of that meeting, but I'm sure that meeting had something to do with him wanting Luke Walton to go and Rod Palenka to go, and that didn't happen. So he stepped down 
uh, the very, you know, a couple days later, steps down as director of player basketball operations. And what do you know, a few days later, Luke Walton gets let go by the Los Angeles Lakers anyway. So <laughs> this whole thing that Magic Johnson, or one of the things that is speculated that Magic Johnson was fighting over as far as a power struggle with Luke Walton, turns out once he stepped down, Luke Walton was uh, out the door anyway. So uh, I don't know. You know, now they're saying Rob Palenka, which a lot of people aren't really big fans of, might be promoted and given more power. So the saga will continue as far as all the failures for the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, if you are a fan, you have to be completely irate with how this whole season has gone, even with the acquisition of LeBron James. Well, we'll see what happens next season. Let's see if it's a complete disaster. Furthermore, let's see who is actually going to take over for the, as the next head coach of that job because that is a toxic place to be and it's very toxic to coach LeBron James. Yes, it is. You know, good luck to the next guy stepping in. Well, folks, it has finally happened. Tiger Eldrick Woods has finally won himself a major after 11 years. Yes, 11 years it took for him to win his next major. And what better way to win a major than to win the biggest one of them all, the Masters. So today, Sunday, he had the red shirt on, did his thing, hit a uh, 70 uh, for his final round, and closed the deal, man. It's the first time he's won a tournament coming from behind. And so that's that's hopefully a new chapter to his new his career. I mean... The fact that, you know, it took this long. There was people like, you know, me one of being one of them that didn't think that he would ever win another major championship. Would he win tournaments? Of course he can win tournaments. But since the field has gotten so much better, so much younger, it was going to become increasingly difficult for Tiger to compete against this young batch of uh, young Lions. But today, he finally pushed through, finally picked up his 15th major, his 15th major, his fifth Masters, one behind the Golden Bear himself, Jack Nicholas. So is this the beginning of something new with Tiger? Can he stay healthy? So all the questions will start to circulate today and tomorrow and throughout the rest of the week as far as us finally seeing the new Tiger Woods. So it was just really cool to see it. I mean, there's people that are alive that haven't seen Tiger Woods even win a major. That's how long it's been. The guy last won when he was on one foot, I mean one leg, at, at, at the uh, at the um, U.S. Open. So since then he hasn't won a ma a major. So it's just really cool to see that Tiger Woods is really really good for the golf, uh, for the sport. I mean it, it. He he still captivates a crowd like nobody else in that sport. As many talented golfers that they have playing right now, you know. The uh, Dustin Johnsons of the world, the, the Rory McIlroy's, all these different uh, stud players, they still can't grab the masses, the attention of the masses like Tiger can at his advanced age. So it's just, you know, a testament to how great he is. He is undoubtedly the GOAT of the sport, regardless of, you know, him still being behind uh, Jack as far as major championships. He's still the GOAT. A lot of people widely consider him the GOAT. So it was just really cool to see him finally break through and win one. Hopefully, he can win a few more. I mean, a couple more, to uh, at least one more, uh, before this uh, golf season comes to an end.
But yes, Tiger is back. Well, that's all I got, folks. You know, if you like the Voice Junkie podcast, please support the podcast. Go to the support page over at uh, anchorfm.slash voice junkie slash support. That would be awesome. If you could contribute a dollar a month, that would be awesome. If not, just share the episodes, man. Come in and join this community of uh, independent creators like myself and others. Yes, that is Voice Junkie. Till then, check you out next time. Peace.